Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You know, my priorities today, Fran, truly are getting to work for the 43rd Ward. Of course, I'll always be, I'll always be a leader on, on LGBTQ plus issues. Uh, to combine the two will be the perfect marriage. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guest this week is the Chicago City Council's newest and youngest member and the seventh member of the LGBTQ caucus, 32-year-old Timmy Knutson. Thanks for joining us and congratulations. Thank you so much. And thanks very much for having me on. How does it feel? You know, it, it feels it just energizing. I, you know, I rode my bike to the ward office this morning. I have a key now. So I got here around seven, came in and I'm just ready to get to work. Um, I'm, I'm really honored for, for the opportunity and, and just ready to go. Let's get this out of the way before we start. When I think of the name Timmy, what comes to my mind is the little boy on the TV show Lassie. I know I'm dating myself when I say that. You probably don't even remember Lassie. But my question is, how did the Timmy thing come about and why does a 32-year-old guy want to be called Timmy still? Yeah, do you have have a minute for a story on that, actually? Sure, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, so, you know, I've been Timmy my whole life. That is how my friends refer to me. My family refers to me. When I moved to Chicago out of law school, I uh, moved straight to the 43rd Ward, joined a law firm. It was new territory to me. I don't, I don't have lawyers in my family. And going into this law firm, I, of course, people were going, Tim. And I, it's, it's a bit of an identity story because I, I thought, hey, do I need to be Tim to be a lawyer and, and grow in this space? At the same time, I was thinking a lot about, do I come out loudly at this law firm? Who am I in the city of Chicago? So those two things happen simultaneously, to be honest. Um, My decision to live very consistently in my personal and professional life came from saying, I'm Timmy. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm gay at this law firm and that's allowed me to lead in many different ways at that first law firm, you know, that really activated me to introducing preferred pronouns, which at, at, at any law firm is a bit of new territory and it's, it's a teaching exercise more than everything. And it just engages people. It made people more comfortable getting to know me as a person, right? Like it let me put my heart on my sleeve and, um, and really deepen relationships. So 
it's been important to me in my career to be Timmy because it's truly who I am on on day to day on the streets and in every job I've had. So was that your coming out or was it just part of your coming out at the law firm, which can be very straight laced and not accepting? Exactly. It was my coming out at the law firm. I had been um, out to friends and family since, uh, you know, my 1L year of law school. Um, but you, you know, you join a law firm, it's new territory, and you've really got to decide as a first year associate, like, do I want to make waves? And this goes into me believing representation does matter, you know, to be a leader in any sense, you've got to be willing to take those personal risks. And at the time, it felt like a risk, right? Like things move fast for the LGBTQ plus community. We've still got a long way to go. Um, but I'm, I'm really just grateful to wave my flag in that way, because I benefited from so many other leaders doing that and being able to look up to them. How did they accept you at the law firm in yeah, that it, way? It, it, it quite frankly, I, I was embraced. It I'm so glad that I took that risk because it allowed me to lead at a more junior level than than you're really otherwise able to. And again, it, it allowed me to have these like organic, authentic conversations with partners about, you know, their families, their friends that, um, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been able to if I was just the first year associate on their deals. So it, it's truly just been a value add. And how was the coming out process for you with your family and friends? Yeah, you know, it, Fran, I've got the best family in the world. I, they were front and center yesterday at, uh, at the swearing in and, and none of us knew what we were getting into. Right. Like this is the first time for all of us but to be up there with my niece, uh, you know, I'm a very proud gunkle to two nieces. Gunkle means gay uncle. Uh, and it was just, it was surreal. I, I didn't expect to be as emotional as I was. Um, so for my family, I've always known they have my back. I'm from a pretty conservative hometown. Um, and there's some nuances to that experience. Of course, I'm from Wheaton, Illinois. Um, but I've always known my family's in my camp. And that's really energized me. And they weren't surprised when you told them, I assume. <laughs> you know, that would be an interesting question. Um, they were less surprised than I expected, Fran. <laughs> And, and, and absolutely embracing. Absolutely embracing. You know, I, I, I'm very close with my grandparents. Um, I, I, it's a journey, right? Like, like coming out. And again, I, I'm so happy now that, that coming out happens in high schools. That wasn't the story for me. Um, you know, my, my timing is better than, than others, but, um, I, I truly felt embraced. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't have stories in my career and otherwise where, where I didn't feel as embraced, but the people that matter to me and the people that keep me grounded, um, I've truly been embraced. After being sworn into the council, you talked about the history-making moment, your youth, your membership in the caucus, the fact that you were the first openly gay alderman of the 43rd Ward, and you said you wanted to take a moment to recognize the significance of that. You said representation matters. Having the opportunity to share your experiences and uplift diverse communities matters. It's a responsibility. It's one you take seriously. What do you plan to do with that? 
Yeah, it's a huge responsibility, right? So I think it goes into my style of leadership as well. I I lead through human relationship. I'm very horizontal in my style of leadership. The 43rd Ward will find an alderman who wants to champion the neighborhood associations, um, the school leaders that exist, and also just even get to know them more. Um, you know, the, the leadership when it comes to representation, um, it allows me to, you know, being in my seat allows me to view issues, I think, from different angles. I, I lead with empathy um, because that's the leadership that's really benefited me in my career and personal life. You talked about Art Johnston, who yeah. has been invaluable to you as a mentor. He yep. is a community activist. He's a partner at Sidetrack Bar. He was an early leader of the Metropolitan Sports Association a prime mover behind the passage of the Chicago and Cook County human rights ordinances. What influence did he have on you? How did you meet him? What's that relationship about? Yeah, you know, friend, it's kind of surreal. Honestly, I remember being in my dorm dorm room following like the news between behind Art Johnston when we were pushing civil unions in Illinois and Bernard Cherkasov was leading Equality Illinois and Art has been such a force for me to move to the city then and, and start to be mentored by these people. Absolutely incredible. Art Art was my one of my first calls when I got the call from the mayor about the appointment. And uh, I know my duty, right? Like these leaders that have paved the way for me, they're also going to keep me grounded and know and knowing what the work is ahead. So I'm, I'm so lucky to have Art as a friend um, and also someone who will definitely be an advisor. There's obviously a lot more that needs to be done to support the transgender community yes. and also maybe the gay community at large. What do you plan to do with this responsibility? Yeah, one thing I think is always being visible. Uh, yesterday was impactful in so many ways, but one was, you know, the first transgender judge in the state of Illinois, Rose Quinn, swore me in. That meant so much to me on a visibility level, but also I chair I chair a group in the 43rd Ward. I've chaired, I should say, a group in the 43rd Ward judicial review panel. And our goal is to interview judges on the merit, judicial candidates on the merit before they go to county slating so that we know independent lawyers in the 43rd Ward have given an endorsement that the committeemen can then bring to slating. I remember years ago when Jill Rose Quinn came in front of us, um, uh, interviewed interviewed her on her merits before getting to know her as a person. And now seeing her journey as such a leader in the space and a trailblazer is incredible. Um, you know, I'm so excited for the day where we have a ton of transgender judges and, and we're, we'll get there. Matt Martin, for example, wants hearings on transgender hiring and washroom access on and off over the years. There's been talk of establishing gay set-asides and city contract. That's never happened either, should it? What what things, what concrete things might you want to do? Yeah, you know, and I, I can't wait to partner with Alderman Martin on some of these issues. I, I think um, right now it's almost bringing the concrete things that I've been doing out in the community in, into the ward office. I, you know, my priorities today, Fran, truly are getting to work for the 43rd Ward. Um, of course, I'll always be I'll always be a leader on on LGBTQ plus issues uh, to combine the two will be the perfect marriage. But are there any concrete ideas you want to do to pursue that agenda? Yeah, you know, I, I think we'll have more coming. Um, I want to announce one thing that I, is parallel in many ways, at least to me, that 
the first project we're going to be doing from the 43rd Ward office is to host a food and goods drive for the bust migrants. You know, these bus migrants that Governor Abbott um, has inhumanely sent up to Chicago, who are now our neighbors. Um, I have a deep, deep experience in the LGBTQ plus asylum community, both here in Chicago through nonprofits, as well as in Tijuana. So a way to engage the 43rd Ward to give back right away. Um, 43rd Ward residents, we're a caring group. Um, so I think that giving back to the city's call to action for these bus migrants will be huge. Um, the number keeps growing on, on the, the, the migrants that have been bussed up here. Um, so I, I think to welcome them and for this to be kind of a, an immediate ward office will will really just fit um, who I am as, as a person and how, how we are as a 43rd ward. Yes, these busloads of refugees from Texas arriving in Chicago keep coming. It is quite a burden on the taxpayers of Chicago. It will continue to be. Do you have any ideas on how we can absorb that burden? Yeah, you know, Chicago is a is a truly sanctuary city. Um, before these bus migrants, right, like the National Immigration Justice Center, we have a great foundation in Chicago for lawyers to give pro bono services to bus migrants. There are so many nonprofit and community leaders popping up across the city to help support these bus migrants. These are people. We absolutely need to always acknowledge that these are this is a community I know. I've worked in LGBTQ plus migrant shelters in Tijuana, interviewing people in Spanish about the trauma that they've gone through so recent, so like recently. Um, I think Chicago embracing these people is just a great symbol of how Chicago is an accepting city. Now, your new constituents, like all constituents in Chicago, are concerned about violent crime. They yep. are concerned about the surge in crime, the shortage of police officers, CTA crime. What ideas are you bringing to the table? You you said that is your priority. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, you know, public safety is definitely my immediate priority. Um, it's immediately we are going to be examining the menu dollars that are provided to each member of city council to see where we can put them to use to ensure families and children are safe. You know, other lakefront communities have used these menu dollars towards stationary cameras where I, I, I hear and I, I know from seeing them, um, CAPS commanders say these are these are a, a, a worthy deterrent to crime. Um, I also look forward to using my position on the finance and budget committees to advance the short and long-term investments that will promote public safety and reduce violence. I've got my first committee meeting in an hour and 15 minutes as we get going today, and I'm diving right in. And that's the Committee on Public Safety, um, which I, I can't wait to um, be an active participant in and, and really champion the 43rd Ward in that way. Alderman Riley has a new proposal to allow aldermen to use their menu money on shot spotter technology, which has been controversial. What do you think about that? You know, I, I've got to learn more about that from Alderman Riley, who yesterday was my uh, he was my my next door seating neighbor. So I, I think we'll we'll be discussing these things. And what about CTA crime? The surge continues. No wonder ridership is less half of what it was pre-pandemic. What should be done about that? Yeah, you know, we'll, we're going to be looking into these things as we get going on day one. These issues are my issues, right? I ride, I ride the CTA. Um, we, rode the, we rode the CTA. And what do you see? What do you see when you ride the CTA? You know, I, it's... I, 
it's a, there's an uptick in people riding and we just need to make sure that everyone feels safe. Uh, I rode the CTA to council yesterday. Right. But people don't feel safe. They're afraid. They wake up every morning. They hear about another CTA attack or crime or group of thugs that surrounds a rider. I mean, what can be done about that? Yeah, you know, Fran, this is all part of the public safety conversation that we're going to be diving immediately into. Um, these, these concerns are my concerns as well. So I can't wait to explore with staff and other members of city council on how we can get solutions here. Chicago has nearly 2,000 fewer police officers than when Mayor Lori Lightfoot took office. She balanced her pandemic budget by eliminating 614 police vacancies. Police are now retiring and transferring to suburban and out-of-state departments faster than the city can hire their replacements. Police exams that once drew thousands now draw dozens. It's really a bad time to be a police officer. There's also a spike in police suicides even after there was some mollification of the relentless string of days off that were canceled. What ideas do you have or do you bring to the table to ease this severe shortage of police officers? Yeah, I think, you know, on my first day of Alderman, I I can say one way just from talking to, again, CAPS officers and commanders, and I'm going to keep having these talks that are really impactful, being an open door. Um, I I want the ward office to be an open door so officers can pop in and know that they have uh, a trusted supporter in me as alderman. That also just benefits the whole 43rd ward community because communication is key. You know, we we've got to advocate for short term solutions as well as long term solutions in the city. Um, And as alderman, I think communicating well and and championing this type of policy as well as 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 the officers that show up and work really hard every day um, is a big part of this. But how do you reverse the exodus of police officers? You know, as Alderman, again, I I think they're going to find a champion of me from the 43rd Ward office um, and one that uh, treats them well as human beings um, and also just really, really leans into good communication with them, which is to the benefit of 43rd Ward residents. The mayor will introduce her budget on October 3rd, although an automatic escalator tied to the inflation rate would allow her to raise property taxes by about $85 million. She's cutting that in half to ease the burden. But a lot of aldermen believe that's not good enough. They want to eliminate the automatic escalator and freeze property taxes at a time when homeowners and business owners are struggling. What do you say about that? Yeah, you know, so I'm just getting started and, and of course, haven't fully reviewed the, the upcoming budget yet. But let me say this, Fran, we can't rely on homeowners every time the city needs additional revenue. We've got to look at creative ways to reduce costs, generate new revenue streams that don't put the burden on families. OK, so what ideas do you have? Yeah, you know, again, it's we're going to be reviewing the budget. Here I am on day one. And I uh, again, the, the concerns of the 43rd Ward are my concerns. So um, uh, two hours into the to the day, um, let me just say we're, we're going to dive deep into this. Do you support the automatic escalator and the forty two point seven million dollar property tax increase that she plans to propose? I don't have a position on it right now. We're going to do a deep dive before I comment on this. Is it necessary? I mean, can't you find it somewhere else? And what creative revenue ideas do you have? 
Yeah, you know, Fran. Again, I'm I'm, I'm excited to get started in budget season. Um, and as uh, as someone who I've been a general counselor for so many startups on 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 finance issues and projections, um, it's just not worth talking about until I get into the meat of knowing what the budget looks like and where we can really advocate. Right, but you were on her finance team when she ran. You must have some ideas about revenue sources. Um, you know, that's a totally separate finance team, but, you know, we're in the ward office right now, so we can't talk politics. Okay. Well, um, on the Zoning Board of Appeals, where you served as chairman, you had to make some very tough decisions, particularly on ma- marijuana dispensary issues. What lessons did you learn there and in bringing that board from the archaic past into the 21st century, as you once put it, what lessons did you learn there that you could bring to the Chicago City Council? Yeah, you know, my chairmanship on the Zoning Board of Appeals, it, it offered me lessons in several different ways. A, I had a front row seat to how older people showed up for their wards, um, how they advocated, how they compromised on development along the way. One thing that I think is so impactful is to really champion the neighborhood associations that are experts in their their portions of the ward um, as developments are planned. Developments go through many steps, um, as does any negotiation. Um, So I think to champion neighborhood associations, bring my kind of zoning expertise and also just expertise in my legal career in negotiation will be a huge value add. Um, The chairmanship on the ZBA was, uh, was a good experience in many ways, you know. I think people found that I lead very horizontally. Um, I like to lift up voices and, and, you know, I don't think it's my way or the highway at all. And that's exactly how I'll lead as alderman. That's the way the mayor has been accused of leading my way or the highway. Do you think she needs to adjust her style? You know, it's, uh, this is first day here. And uh, again, like I said, in my press conference yesterday, I'm, I'm proud to have supported the first black mayor, black female mayor of the city of Chicago, who happens to be LGBTQ plus. Um, my approach is my own approach. The 43rd Ward is getting an independent alderman. Your first city council meeting had to be a bit of an eye opener. First, the council spends like three hours on honorary resolutions before getting down to business. And then The rules were bent kind of into a pretzel to approve a Chicago fire training facility on CHA land that had been defeated in committee the day before and should not have been brought to a vote. For some aldermen, it really underscored the need for the council to have its own attorney and its own parliamentarian to prevent the mayor from making rulings from the chair that they disagree with. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it was it was a great first eye opening day on council. And I I got to say, I apologize for all the time we took talking about the 43rd Ward. I know the meeting went pretty long because of the 43rd Ward topics. Um, but, you know, I was I was a, I was proud to vote for in the majority on on that issue. Um, I, I was proud to, you know, lean into um, what Alderman Irvin was saying w- was best um, and uh, excited to support that type of development as a fan of the Chicago Fire soccer team. Right. But what about the issue of of the city council having its own attorney, its own parliamentarian? Shouldn't they? You know, they got another attorney sworn in yesterday, Fran. Uh, (laughs) That's you, but you can't uh, be the council for the whole council. 
I know, I know, I know, friends. So it's, but I will be bringing a legal perspective to everything I do, just because that's what, that's what I do. I, you know, I think the more general counsel support, the better. When I when I lead startups, right, usually they're pretty early stage and they can't afford a full time attorney, but attorneys bring really good perspectives in many ways. So, um, you know, I'll I'll look forward to to having that conversation on city council because um, the. the it's not always the more attorneys, the better. But if we if we get someone who truly is counseling city council generally, I think it could be a huge value add. Chicago has a very severe shortage of affordable housing. That was one of the issues on the fire training facility because they were building on CHA land and the CHA has fallen short on that front. Mayor Lifa campaigned on a promise to raise the real estate trans transaction tax on high-end home sales to provide a steady stream of funding for it. She has not delivered on that. Isn't it time that she do that? You know, I, I think on that, let's keep looking into creative solutions. I want it from the 43rd Ward perspective, I want this ward to be accessible for everyone. Um, and I think that we'll have, we'll have many projects going forward to, to increase affordable housing. But do you support an increase in the real estate transaction tax on high-end home sales, as she promised? Again, you know, Fran, I, I day one, I'm, I'm not going to give um, yes or no's on some of these questions. I, I'm someone who leads in a way that I, I do my research and believe in the compromise and negotiation that goes into things before just uh, making a, a blanket statement on them. You're joining a city council in transition that is losing its institutional memory. 15 of the 50 members elected in 2019 either have gone already or announced they will be departing because they're not running. Uh, You're going to join a gay caucus that is losing its dean and Tom Tunney, one of eight council veterans who have opted not to seek re-election to a place that he called not a good place to work these days. He says property taxes, less police, not a healthy platform to run on. And he says there's a lot of older persons who feel that they haven't been paid attention to in, in regards to their individual needs. There's a lot of acrimony in the in the council, etc. Why do you want to join uh, that kind of workplace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so I think too, it's, uh, of course, like yesterday, feeling quite embraced by some leaving, leaving members, I'm, I'm sad to see them go. And I'm, I'm excited to really take their offers on advice. I'm someone who has really benefited from mentors. So certain leaving members saying, hey, you know, we want to give you some advice and insight. I will lean into that. The other part of it is a shift of 15 to 20 council members it can be really exciting, right? If the, if, the, if, if the right people get in for each ward, I get that coming in a little bit early, I might be a little bit of a symbol of that. And I think that's a big responsibility and one that you know I hope to do a lot with. Um, it's not just my age, but um, the fresh leadership thing is, is really important to me. My style in getting things done as a venture capital attorney, general counsel, um, it is maybe a little bit different and counsel is made better by having a ton of different skill sets. Why do you think so many aldermen are leaving? Oh, you know, I have no idea. Usually I'm on these things. I'm always in the in between. I'm sure it's a plenty of different reasons for plenty of different people. 
Tom Tunney also said that he is considering joining the race for mayor. He has warned that in any event, North Lakefront voters, your voters now, who propelled Lightfoot to a first place finish in the first round of the 2019 voting have soured on the mayor and are searching for an alternative. He told the Sun-Times on this show, quote, it's safety number one. She got good marks for COVID, but some of the school policies, her friction with CTU, having kids in school really hurt her in the North Lakefront wards. And a number of the young parents in your ward want to be in public schools. They spend a lot of time improving neighborhood public high schools like Lakeview and Amundsen to give parents more choices, but there have been enrollment declines. So what do you say to that and the disenchantment with Lori Lightfoot on the lakefront? Yeah, well, just, to, you know, talking about public schools, I, I like to highlight that I've only ever been to public schools. I have so many family members who work in public schools. I can't wait to have kids one day and send them to the public schools here. I'm going to be an absolute champion. And those conversations have already started to create something in the ward that's more of a ward-wide alliance of LSCs. Um, friends of leaders and principals, a lot of people want to work together and collaborate. Um, to have those specialists at the table from a ward perspective is really going to inform me well on how I can better champion them from city council. Um, otherwise, on the other points you made, you know, I'm at my ward office, we're getting to work right away. And um, so I, I don't want to really talk about politics, but I'm just happy to have been here since 7am today to, to talk to members of the media like you, who didn't get to ask questions yesterday. Um, I really want to be open and accessible. That goes both to media and to residents and reporters. Do you have any thoughts on how we can reverse the enrollment hemorrhaging that's going on at the Chicago Public Schools? Just championing public schools at every step of the way. Like I said, one of the first things we're going to do is create this 43rd Ward Alliance. And I'm going to lean on the members and the leaders of that alliance to to educate me on their creative solutions on enrollment. We have such great public schools in the 43rd Ward, amazing public schools, and um, they just need another champion. You work out of a rotating string of coffee shops in your ward. What's that been like and what did you learn? You know, I'm a I'm a coffee shop connoisseur. Even even anytime I've traveled in my life, it's about the coffee shops for me. And um it from the 43rd ward, we've got such great ones. I love to meet people by working outside. Of course, that's you know in Chicago, about five months of the year we can work outside. But I've met so many ward residents and friends just from 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 doing that. Um, and, uh, I'm also friends with my baristas. You know, if you, uh, if you ever go to La Colombe on Armitage or Foxtrot, um, you'll very, very likely at times see me. I, I wake up pretty early. Um, and, and it's just, it, this just goes on to say, I'm going to champion small businesses. Um, that's a no brainer to me. I, I champion small, small business entrepreneurs through my legal profession. I, I know their concerns, right? And I, I know the nuts and bolts of what, what allows small businesses to thrive. And the 43rd Ward is so vibrant and so energetic because of the small businesses and small business owners we have. And they're going to find a champion in me, um, not just on council, but also one that actually uses their businesses. Timmy Knudsen, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry if I put you on the spot on day one, but that's my job. And maybe you'll have some more specific answers for me next time.
Yeah, I'm so happy to do it, Fran. I look forward to talking with you more. And best of luck to you. And we will see you all next week. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.